0: Morning! Hello! Nice to have you company. Do you know, it is so noisy... Well, oh, that's where I break it. <laughs> it is so noisy in Leicester Square this morning that all the children from the, uh, from the local schools and kindergartens are out getting drunk and jeering and whistling and... Oh, dear. God. I find it really depressing. You are sounding but- old. Do you know, actually, you're right. I, did, I came in, i think. thinking, go away, you horrible little children. Nazi. yeah, all this kind of thing, and girls running up and down. And But I was talking a lot this morning about care for the elderly, and your name kept coming up. So, do you know, <laughs> strangely enough, I met, a, I met a young man yesterday uh, morning as I was leaving. Yes. And he was being shown around the building. I can't remember his name, I'm ever so sorry, but he's a carer for his brother. Oh, OK. And when, when we did the caring on LBC, we raised a lot of money for carers. He's 16, <sighs> and he cares for his brother, who's 14, who's, I think, epileptic and he's got various other things. And you know what it's like. If, if you're a carer, you don't get much opportunity yeah, to, to have out. time to go on holiday time. to do anything because he, he goes to school, but he has to care for his brother as well. And he's 16. did i I made you grow up quick? Totally. And, it was, and I, I looked at him and I thought we had some pictures taken and all the rest of it. Well, I want you to know...
1: Steve and I'm going to tell you this now. And Do I want, you want I'm to be my carer? It, I'm going to say it publicly that if ever you're in a situation where you need that kind of help I would shove you in a home quicker than you can
0: say. That's so hurtful isn't <laughs> it you know honestly because I'm feeling a bit fragile I this would, morning.
1: I would I'd have you I'd, I'd have you sign what you think was a Christmas card but you're actually signing over all your assets over to me oh, and right. then I would have you literally <laughs> shoved away as quickly as I could.
0: Oh would you okay? really? Yeah I would. Oh, Okay, I fine. That's and then I'd have myself a brand new shiny Bentley. Can I go to Can I go for Brinsworth, please? I'd like to be in Brinsworth. I'm going to go in, into any place. The theatrical home Brinsworth is the one thing oh, because a it's that. just up the road. Yeah. B I know a lot of the people in there. I bet you do. I don't. Your listeners. <laughs> I don't think they're up even at this time. I know that a lot of the girls who work in the kitchens are up at this time in the morning. It's lovely Brinsworth. It just looks like a big Victorian double fronted house, mm. but it's for retired gentlefolk from the theatrical profession. Oh, really Alan do. Freeman was in there. Alan Freeman died yeah. in there. No, I think I'd probably get you somewhere, I don't know, in, 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 in somewhere like Inverness. Oh! <laughs> Which have you on there? What is this streak of hatred this morning? I mean, I'm feeling fairly chipper with the world, you know. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, the girls screaming and shouting in yeah. Leicester Square compared to you. I mean, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> a barrel load of laughs out there this morning. I don't know how much longer they're, they're away for on holiday. Is it a week or something? Yeah, it's half turn. Like That's really good, that jacket. I never get tired of seeing you in it. I really don't. I spo- this is my work jacket. Well, it certainly is. And you've certainly done some work tonight in it, by the way look of it. <laughs> Painting, decorating, soaring. There is a bit of paint on there it. There is actually. a bit of paint, I know. And it's fading. I love the fact it's fading because it's so old. Very. Really, I, I need to go and buy another leather jacket. Yeah. But then people were criticising me the other day, saying, should you be buying a leather jacket? Go buy a vintage one. I want a vintage one. This is vintage. because uh, it's from 1980. Yes, yeah, she can have something. Not to take loads of things, she can have one of the little toffee crisps out of the cupboard. I they do know, little, I've, I've got a miniature bit. toffee crisps up yeah, there. I
1: know, I looked at them. You're welcome. Have one, though. Did you have one? No, I didn't. Oh, Maybe you can I have forget. one.
0: Really, you shouldn't, but I mean, you you, you can no if you want time. it. Because unlike you, I'm a caring person. I, I am very caring. Good. What yeah. was your main topic last night? What was the big thing that got them all going? Oh, about caring for the elderly. And about really? actually. No, I saw. I, quite seriously, I
1: saw a news report last night about how this day centre is closing in North London. And it's really sad. It was really, really sad about how that was closing. But also, then the Institute for Economic Affairs
0: is saying that old people are exempt from the cuts and they're getting away scot free, which I think is. Hello, rabbit. We are the only country, or, the, or the, the the British in inverted commas, who shove old people in homes. Yeah. Nobody else does it. China, the old person, you know, if somebody dies, they come into the home and they cook and they look after the kids. You, you won't find you, you go to, to, to care homes. You won't find any Asian people in there, any black people in there because
1: they all look after. Because
0: they look after the families. Yeah. Only we go. Oh, I don't know what. To, oh, shove them in a home. Yeah. It's awful, really, isn't it? I was
1: only joking. I've got a little granny flat that I'll, I'll attach to my house, and you can come and have you. That.
0: God, you're even richer than I thought. <laughs> and you're worried about me. We're seeing you tomorrow. Yes. Oh, good. Seriously, there'll be some nice faces down there in the, in the afternoon. Yes, in the afternoon. In the afternoon one. Don't worry, but I'll, I'll bring extra sandwiches. Now I know you're coming <laughs> down. <laughs> I've got to go and get so, extra I, sandwiches I, I'll, tomorrow. I'll
1: be looking for my dressing room. I, I don't
0: listen. You'll love it. You'll love it. Have a good, nice time. Seriously, you're definitely going to be there. Yeah, oh, great. I will. I'm very pleased about that. Gags I can draw me like. gags. I could the like written special gags for him. Don't, don't tell him for goodness' sake. Anyway, it's nice to be company. Welcome to Friday. Welcome to LBC. If you're a new listener, you're especially welcome. And if you're an old listener, you're even more welcome. Because uh, we've got such a good programme for you this morning. I've got loads of your texts and emails to get through. We go through the papers. Uh, as I say, the news on the front of the Express. Dan was. He said, can I look at the front of the Express? And I said, why? He said, oh, because £105 to fill your car up. I thought, well, I'll be saving money, to be honest with you. Because it's costing about £130 at the moment. Uh, there's a fox who has climbed uh, Britain's tallest building. They finally caught him. How, the, how he got up there. Goodness, only knows. And, um... The, uh, the Daily Mirror talks about uh, Kate's secret... Do you know, Kate, who's marrying Prince William, came into her own yesterday. Do you know, she actually sung the Welsh national anthem in Welsh and then did a Welsh hymn. She learnt it. How cool is that? And everybody's saying, oh, she's marvellous. She got, she, a lot of people saying she sounds like Diana. And the similarities are going to be there all the way through. Uh, she, had, uh, she had a great time. She was word perfect on the Welsh National Anthem. And uh, today they're launching, Sarah and William, because I think they did really, really well. Really, really well. I think they're a genuinely nice couple. I like them. I'm really, really looking for... I was going to take some holiday, and then uh, a friend of mine, Mark, who's a, who's a decorator, has been doing some stuff at the moment for us, and, um, and he said, he said, I'm going to leave the country for the Royal Wedding. He said, it's going to be mad. I said, well, I, I did the last uh, Royal Wedding, which seems ages ago now, It was with Sarah Ferguson. And we covered that for the country. We saw Diana and it was really good because we were right up the front on this stand with all the uh, the TV crews. And LBC uh, covered the whole country. So we, we did it. And then it was ferried up to all the other radio stations so they, they could hear it, all the commercial radio stations. And it was really, really good. So I'm quite looking forward to this one. I'm really looking forward to this one. I hope it's going to be really good. I hope the sun shines for them. I've just got this horrible feeling that, uh, that, <laughs> that it's going to be another wet day. Because I keep looking at, uh, at the weather forecast, and today doesn't, in fact, look any better than it did yesterday. Although yesterday was a freak day. Left here, brilliant sunshine, hot, and I've got my coat on get home i'm thinking oh, it's really... i didn't get home till about two o'clock yesterday and it was really it was really hot I thought, this is actually quite nice i'll do a bit of sunbathing i thought no definitely not I'm trying to get everything ready for tomorrow sort everything out what with the food and the clothes and you know this and that and trying to sort of fit it all in and then today you know we've got to go to the bank because we get paid today so that's quite nice and then tomorrow we'll get up early sort the sandwiches out you know and uh, and just get ourselves ready so i'm, I'm quite looking forward to this weekend i checked the weather forecast blow me down what does it say rain rain again and i'm really not happy about it so i'm i'm doing double prayers tonight just to make sure that uh, we might have a little bit of sunshine tomorrow i think actually it'll be nice this morning and then i think this afternoon it will probably cloud over the one place i have to avoid two places i came back on the bus i went uh, on the train yesterday to kingston so i had to go and get a, a laser pen a laser pointer for something we're doing tomorrow, because otherwise you'll never see anything. And uh, I go into Kingston on the train, which was, which was a great way of doing it, because they've got roadworks in Kingston, and the traffic tails back forever. Coming back on the bus, I'd forgotten. They've got roadworks in Teddington. And in Teddington, they, all they're doing is they're just putting a little mini roundabout. And it's taking them forever. It's absolutely taking them forever to do this thing, and it's driving me mad. I think, why can't they do this at night? At the moment, in London through Knightsbridge, just by the museums, just outside the VNA, they are tarmacking the road. And as opposed to doing it during the daytime, which they appear to be doing as well, they're doing it now. They're all out there now doing it for the simple reason that there's so much traffic that comes into London, as you know if you've listened to the bulletins, that they have to get it done quickly. Why can't they do the same in Kingston? Why do we have to suffer? When I went past it the other day and I'd queued for an hour to get into Kingston, I was really not a happy bunny. There was nobody working. Nobody working. And they go, oh, we're having a rest. Apart from the fact that they were all sort of sitting there. There was just nobody around the actual workings. And I think it's Thames Water. Why can't they have two teams? One who have their lunch at this time and one who have their lunch at that time. And that way you've got continuous work. It's not rocket science. They make enough blooming money, for God's sake. But we all have to put up with it. And it just was driving me mad. Teddington, all they're doing is putting some cobblestones round little. For this... They've had to have four sets of traffic lights installed, and it tails back in every direction. Mind you, it's a dump tower. I wouldn't go to Teddington if you paid me now. It's so annoying. And you think, do it at night when there's nobody around. In fact, you can do this in Teddington, because there's no houses there. There's no people living in flats. Even there's one or two... Let them be inconvenienced. I'm only laying down stones, for goodness sake. Just ridiculous. Uh, we mentioned my big fat gypsy wedding... And you remember Paddy Doherty went into court? Uh, it was all over John Joyce and his family. And one claimed one and one said he was doing it in self-defence. So anyway, the whole thing was just a bit of a, a, bit of a nightmare all round. And then Paddy Doherty, a rather silly, simple man, um, has been accused by all the travellers of breaking the traveller code. You know, there's apparently a traveller code which you don't go to the police. Now, he said, because we, he, we, we have a police guard on his caravan, he said he doesn't want it. He said, he said, I never asked for it, but now he's responded to death threats by declaring, I'll take anybody on in a fish fight, a fish fight, in a fist fight, sorry, a fish fight would be far more entertaining. But last night, the Johnny Joyce family said they were well prepared to go for a bare knuckle fight. You think, is there no end to these numbskull stupidity? It's just ridiculous. You know, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to... F- how old are you? 12? 13? Let's see-through. that. And, um, it is a bit see-through. I mean, I just wondered if you were aware was, of it. I'm wearing something underneath it. I know, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think wearing. that would have been a little bit pushing the boat <laughs> out if you weren't wearing anything underneath it. You're quite queasy now. Uh, anyway, so, I mean, it's, it's just like children. It really is. But if you want to know how they meted out punishment in the Victorian days, they have come up with the harsh punishments that were meted out to people who committed crimes. And it's really interesting to see how it's changed. Nowadays, you could murder an entire bus queue, you know, and you could probably get probably a year or something. So not only have we got criminal injustice, the harsh punishment, dealt out to the nasty little Victorian ladies, but they've also named and shamed the government the serial offenders who've been ripping you off for benefit fraud. And it runs into hundreds and thousands, including one scam... I always said there were bent people working inside the benefits agency. One person supplying details on loads of other people, and there is one flat, I'll tell you where it is, I'll tell you its address, 500 people live in it. They don't, of course. The money goes straight to Nigeria, and we've been paying out for years, the government have finally revealed. How they get away with it, we'll explain in a minute. (laughs) These are the headlines. Barack Obama and David Cameron have spoken to discuss their range of options as the crisis in Libya continues. The White House says both America and Europe are preparing to hold Colonel Gaddafi's regime accountable for its actions. A man has died in a house fire in Kenton. Firefighters were called to a ground floor flat in Herring Place at 10.40 last night. And Londoners are working more unpaid overtime than anyone else in the UK. Over one in four workers in London regularly worked extra hours last year, with the average person working an extra eight hours every week. Let's have a check on the state of the roads for you. Much overworked, Jay Louise.
2: Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. And Starting with...
0: 7.3, London's biggest conversation. Morning, everybody. It's LBC 97.3. It's the early breakfast. I'm Steve Allen. 20 past five is the time. So, over in the Victorian times, whereas nowadays, if somebody stole something, they just go... You're very naughty, aren't you? No, in fact, nobody actually says a thing. That's why it's so easy for people to go and thieve. Um, there's a woman here who was... Um, this is in 1880. She was a very, very naughty person. Her name was Mary Richards. She was an old lady. And she stole... A hu- She's 59, but in those days, 59-year-olds looked really old. And uh, she'd got the little bonnet on. She stole 130 oysters. They were valued at eight shillings. They were the property... ...of John Tyack. OK. Now, just, just th- think about this woman. So, she stole 130 oysters. Elizabeth Murphy, 19, was locked up in 1884 for stealing a brolly. She took an umbrella. Bearing in mind, she took an umbrella. OK. There's another one here. And uh, this woman, uh, this is Dorcas Mary Snell, 45, but looks 150. She stole a single slice of bacon. In each of these women's cases, what they got sentenced to... Elizabeth Murphy, for stealing the umbrella, was sentenced to five years hard labour. And when they said hard labour, they meant hard labour. Mary Richards, for stealing the oysters, got five years. Dorcas Mary Snell, for stealing her single slice of bacon, five years. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Nowadays... I mean, there's a woman here, um, Mary Billingham, um, ma- middle-aged Mary from Warwick, was locked up in 1887. Uh, she procured abortions. I don't quite know what that means, actually. Does that mean she sorted out abortions? Was she an abortion? Oh, well, perhaps she was... Oh, that's right, she could have been the go-between. She got 20 years. 20 years. Woman here, admittedly, uh, some people did, uh, did commit murder. One woman, Mary Lynch, stole a shirt a sheet and other items, and she got five years. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. They metered this justice out five years. The prisons must have been absolutely chock-a-block with people for, 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 for doing nowadays what you said? What well, somebody pinched an umbrella and they got five years. It would be the front page of every newspaper. Finally, a judge has lost his marbles, not that we didn't think they'd lost them before, and he's locked somebody up for five years for stealing an umbrella. You know, and you watch people steal. I watch people stealing all the time. If for some reason, I'm strangely drawn to them. I can't help it. I see people, I think, you're going to steal. I just know you're going to steal and blow me down. They they nick. And it's always the most innocent looking people. Sometimes it's not people who, uh, who you think you're going to steal, but it's sort of innocent. I told you about the woman who was shoplifting Marks and Spencers and putting stuff in the top of the, um, her, um, buggy, because as you fold the hood back... There's a space where you just put stuff in there. And some mothers, if they've got a kid in the buggy and somebody running along beside on a little trolley, they don't take a basket. They, they, they put it on the top. And Sometimes they just forget to pay for it, like every day. Um, BBC Breakfast is in disarray. Thank goodness, I'm so pleased about that. Uh, because apparently 50% of the staff are undecided, all little bit sixes and sevens, over whether they should uh, relocate to Manchester, including Sean Williams. Now, the danger is they're moving it up there, whether you like it or not. And it's not a case of, um, well, I'm not sure if I want to go. Well, that's where it's going to. If you want to be on the programme, you've got to be there. It's like LBC coming to me and say, we're actually moving the show to Durham. And, you know, I'm not, I don't know why I thought of Durham, actually. And, uh, actually, I quite like Durham, actually. I quite like Durham. Uh, and they go, right, so we'll be moving the early breakfast show up there, Steve, and you'll be sitting in a shop window, and I'll be going, Durham? And they'll go, yeah, well, that's where the show's moving to, so if you want to carry on doing it, that's where it's going. OK, fine. So, for, for Sean Williams... To be undecided is kind of cutting it a bit fine, because it's moving to Salford Keys. The feeling is so bad. Apparently, they're all up, you know, they're all up in arms over it. But it's moving there. There's nothing you can do about it. And so you either go with it or you don't. Uh, apparently, uh, Bill Turnbull and Susanna Reid have agreed to move from London, but uh, Chris Hollins has refused. Good. <laughs> Who cares? Does it make any difference? These overpaid people, and they really are—they earn so much money. You know, they earn a lot of it for sitting there. Somebody does their hair, somebody does their makeup, and they sit there and they read an auto cue. It's called reading out loud. You probably all did it when you were seven and eight. I mean, I get my hair and makeup done by Amanda. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm I'm never there when she does the hair. She does it at home, teases it. You know, it's like she's she's got sort of the uh, the little head and she sort of combs the hair and then she brings it in and we all have a good laugh and then I I stick it on my head and that, that's it. That's today's hair. I don't know what style. I think it's punk today. I think she's obviously been influenced. I quite like it. The Mohican look is good, isn't it? I wasn't sure about the pink bit at the top, but I'm willing to wear it just for just for a bit of fun today. Uh, so so I love it when there's always upheavals at the BBC, because I've, I've been there before. They're woefully overmanned. Woefully overmanned. I mean, you need to come into commercial radio to realise, um, you know, what, what working to a tight budget actually means. I told you, I had a producer who, who left here to go and join Children's BBC. And I'll tell you, it's Chris Jarvis. And he's done very well. He works from his, his place in Bournemouth. He's got a big recording studio. He can record a lot of the stuff. And he comes up to London two or three days a week just to, uh, just to film. And then goes back to Bournemouth. Because he's got a big house that you get a lot more for your money down there. And he loves it. But when he first joined the BBC, he, um, he, he went to move a telephone on the desk. He went, what are you doing? He went, I'm just moving the phone. I plug it in over here. No, 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 no. We have a department for that. And so he had to sit there and wait while somebody came up. You know, in their own time, there's no rush, and unplugged the phone, moved it to a desk, and plugged it in. And he said to me, he said, it's, uh, it's un-, he said, You can't do anything. There's a department for doing it. It's like here, I should imagine I'm probably not allowed to change a light bulb. Mainly because I'm a bit stupid and I can't stand on desks, I don't do heights, so i would probably fall off. But I shouldn't imagine I could do a, a light bulb. I can just about manage to plug the kettle in. That's probably a bit different, yeah, but just unplugging a telephone, or feeling that, moving a desk. We'll move the desk near the window. No, 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 no there's a department for desk moving. It's all Royston here, isn't it? Poor soul. It's all Royston here. He does this bit and does that bit. He is a whole department. There's a story in the paper today. I got so angry about it. It made me feel quite sick, actually. And it's uh, a man uh, called Jason Metcalf. He's 29. I'll just... Uh, I'm not really sure you want to hear this story, but anyway. Producer, put your fingers in your ears because you won't like it. He's walking down the street. He's a recovering alcoholic. For that read, you know, he's a recovering alcoholic. This cat walks towards him. He picks it up, swings it round by its tail and smashes it against a brick wall. For no reason whatsoever. And you think to yourself, what sentence would you give that, a person like that? There was a little kid watching who probably couldn't believe, you know, why would this man do it? He didn't just do it once. He did it four times. And you think, if I was the judge, I'm afraid I'd have to bring back Hanging. Because I don't think people like that deserve to be walking the streets. If they do that to an animal, it's just walking... I mean, goodness, only knows. You know what cats are like? You know, you walk down the street, cats will come up to you and sort of brush against your leg, you know, take me home, feed me. Uh, Never feed a cat. Don't ever feed a cat if it's not yours. You'll never get rid of it. It'll just... uh, It'll be there all the time. But uh, but they do that. And then you've got something like that. It just drives me mad. I just don't know how people like that can live with themselves ever again. Recovering alcoholic. They did a programme on the television yesterday, and it was about... um, Uh, I think it was nurses on a ward. Nurses on a ward. And on one of the wards, they were working with people who had alcoholic problems. And she said, she said, some days it's quite dangerous because they're so drunk, they just smash the place up. LBC 97.3 Very excited. Little bit excited. Because falling out of one of my papers this morning is the million pound cash cards. OK. Match three symbols and you get one of the following prizes. Well, lo and behold, the first one I scratched off, I've got three symbols. I've got three symbols. I mean, I, c- I couldn't be more excited. So I'm looking at the prizes. You will get one of the following. I've got to call a premium rate number, okay? And and the the, the top prize is million pound cash, which we can do with this morning. We can do, can't we? Million pound, a hundred thousand pound in cash, twenty thousand pounds, or a Mazda RX-8, ten thousand pounds in cash, a week at the Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas for two, a thousand pound Tesco gift card. Uh, an Xbox 360 Connect console, a 250. This is fantastic. These prizes are cr- incredible. And all I've to do is call a premium rate number. A 250 pounds MS gift card, a 100 pound Amazon gift card, a 50 pound Boots gift card, a week at the Duraview Beach Club in the Algarve for four, or a Pandora bracelet with five charms. Now, I don't want to sort of point you in the wrong direction, but when you call this premium rate number, it's going to cost you nine quid. I have a sneaking feeling I'm going to be getting the Pandora bracelet and the five charms worth about 50 pence. All right? When you get this in your paper, do not call these numbers. This is just ridiculous. It's ju- and somebody will go, well, I'll call that number, without realising that it's £9, this call. £9. And for elderly people who look at their phone bills anyway and go, where the dickens has that been spent? It's calling these sort of things. It's because you don't see the money racking up. But I'm assuming before you call this number, something will come onto your phone and a little voice will say, you do realise you're calling a terribly, terribly expensive number. So the idea of a million pounds cash, I'm assuming that means if they've made enough money on the phone lines, they'll give you a million pounds cash. But um, it's, uh, it's amazing, isn't it, really? Nine pounds, and I think it's the Pandora bracelet and the Five Charms, because it's the only one I've never heard of. Before, it used to say, an elegant picture frame, and you knew damn well that you were going to get this piece of rubbish. So, the thing to do, you throw them away, OK? You don't call premium rate numbers for something like that. It's, it's just, you know, it's, it's too big a risk. It's like all the k- quizzes on the television. I don't know how they're getting away with them, where they go, Victoria Beckham was in what? The Yardbirds, Doctor Who, or the Spice Girls. And you think, this isn't, a, th- this is this is a lottery, this isn't a quiz. This isn't sort of testing your skill, unless you really are daft and you've got no idea who Victoria Beckham is, which might be likely. And, and then they say, and what colour is the sky today? Is it green, pink, or would it be blue? Call this number now, calls the charged at sounds so- Because there's no skill involved in it. There's no skill. And I thought there were supposed to be on these sort of competitions. And then I think on Loose Women, you can win £15,000. I thought, yeah, they'll drag it out for the week, because they need to get so many calls in. So I should imagine on a competition that, that generates £15,000 as a prize, they're going to be taking in about £45,000, £50,000 on one competition. That, that's what, uh, that's what the way I would see it. I should imagine everybody else in the business. Uh, 84850. Ray said, I went to my local newsagent yesterday. As usual, the guy behind the counter is reading the football results. I said, hi, have they got rid of Gaddafi yet? Which team does he play for, he said. There's a worry. There's a worry. They do do that, don't they? Have you noticed in all the newspaper shop. people stand there reading the paper? You've got nothing else to do. You'd read the papers. I would. I'd be going through all the magazines. Uh, Richard is in uh, Marbella. He said, as, uh, You brighten up my day before I set off for the golf club. Not an old listener. Well, I don't think so at 38. The weather's cracking here. Loads of sun and very warm. Do I sound like a care, Richard? Do I sound like I'm interested in somebody telling me? Seeing as it's pitch black here, and it's cold and miserable and damp, and it's going to rain again later, I just begin to wonder what possible benefit it's having. You know, with you telling me that it's nice and sunny, because I just feel like getting on a flight. Every round here has got colds at the moment. And, and I woke up this morning not feeling very well. I feel, I feel sort of roughly okay. I think I'm drinking too much coffee. I started, I started drinking loads of coffee, and I'm not really a great coffee drinker. And, um, and I, it's probably because I'm worried about tomorrow night. I'm sort of tomorrow afternoon. I'm thinking about it, thinking, oh, I've got to do this, got to do that. Have I remembered to do this? Have I remembered to do that? I keep, re- keep remembering things. Uh, Leona says, Yes, you were right. Victoria changed the flight. Because this was the one she was going on, um, to, I think, the Oscars. She's been invited by Elton John, and they're saying she'll be mixing with the rich and famous. She won't be. She won't be. They have no idea who she is over there. She's just, some um, over-made-up, blousy thing. It looks like she's walked out of, you know, Hugh Hefner's mansion. Which, of course, is right, because she did spend time in Hugh Hefner's mansion. But, uh, nobody knows who she is. And if you remember last time, she came home, because she didn't have anything in common with anybody. Hello, my name's Jordan. Sorry. Jordan. Oh, what, as in the river? Yeah. What do you do? Glamour model. Got my own jewellery. Got books I don't write and design... I don't design nothing. Oh, right. What are you doing here? I know out on John. I think he puts her there as an object of fun. You know, something to actually, uh, <laughs> Just to look at and point. There's a very funny piece of the paper. Today. I have to read it to you. I'm going to save it for when, when John uh, Warrington comes in. Until 1827, says Brian, the theft of cash or goods to the value of a shilling or more was a hacking offence. How lovely! I wish they bring that back again. I could quite happily go for that. And um, so Bob says uh, you work some very strange hours. How do you how do you manage to sort of watch so much television? Well, I just sort of turn it on in a corner and just sort of sit there and watch it. I open my eyes. I don't know. I mean, I'm, they're not really strange hours. We do have television twenty four hours in this country, and uh, and I'm I'm sort of enjoying all of it, very much enjoying all of it. So uh, so today, <coughs> today I'm going to make it. Fun Friday. Because uh, one year, somebody wrote in and said, I decided to buy my mother-in-law a cemetery plot as a Christmas present. Next year, I didn't buy her a gift. And when she asked why, I said, well, you still haven't used the gift I bought you last year. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like that, <laughs> that. That's how the fight started. I quite like that. That's quite <laughs> funny, actually. It is quite a good one for this time of the morning. And um, one here... My wife and I were sitting at a table at her high school reunion. She kept staring at a drunken man, swigging his drink as he sat alone at a nearby table. I said, do you know him? Yes, she sighed. He's my old boyfriend. I understood he took to drinking right after we split up many years ago, and I hear he hasn't been sober since. My gosh, I said, who'd have think a person could go on celebrating that long? (laughs) And that's when the fight started. (laughs) We love it. Now, don't use all your best jokes for tomorrow. Oh, no, I've got a completely new routine for tomorrow. You're, you I'm so delighted Christo's going. I know, I'm so delighted Christo's going. Oh, it's fabulous. Yes, for it's very it? good. Idea. Just, Just to watch, watch the sandwiches. Do you think
2: he'll be wearing that kind of outfit like Katie is in well, the paper it's, it's, last night? Is,
0: the funny thing is, Katie Price has gone to the Oscars. Now, she's nothing to do with the Oscars at all. She doesn't have a film out. She's hoping to get a programme commissioned where she goes into prison and she interviews murderers and rapists. She's quite deluded, of course. And, in fact, she's deluded full full stop. But why would you go and pitch that at the Oscars? Why wouldn't you just do that normally? Well, the truth of the matter is she doesn't know anybody at all in America. That's why she doesn't go there very often. She's going because she's a guest of Elton John's. But if you remember the last time she went, she stayed in a cheap motel over the road. Yeah. Well, Elton John has an Oscar party. He, and he invites loads of people. It's for Elton John's AIDS it's, Foundation. Yes, it's for his AIDS Foundation, so sh- she'll have had to pay for it. It isn't, oh, it yes, isn't free. free it, it isn't a free, free ticket. It's quite a lot of money, actually. Yes. Yes. And I don't think she actually gets to go into the Oscars. <clears throat> it's just a party. Just, they watch the party. They watch the Oscars at the party. Yeah. So they, there's all big screens. Yeah, she doesn't actually and they have yeah, a dinner. And they wouldn't let her in. But she goes out the other evening. I've got to find this story because it was so... The more I read it, the funnier I thought it was. And I think it <coughs> must be, actually, oh, it'll be in the mirror. Anyway, so she, she's gone over to America with her two favourite uh, gay boys. Oh, she's got her escorts. She's a lot, got her she? escorts, cos they're, they're very bunch. And In economy, uh, no doubt.
2: Sorry? In economy. Well, they will always be in economy, <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah. I don't think
0: they'd be splashing out. She'll be straight up there in upper class. Yes, exactly. i see you at the other end, love. Yeah, see you cos <laughs> I like to get a bit of sleep. But anyway, so she goes out, and she goes, they, they, they tell us in the paper, to this upmarket gay club in Los Angeles where she was treated to three lap dances by transsexuals. And apparently, according to the report in the paper, she was surrounded by mm. gay guys all night, all wanting to talk to her. Well, of course, they probably thought she was a transsexual. They probably had no idea, because she's in a gay club. They said, nobody hit on her. It's a gay club. Why would you want to hit on something <laughs> that looks like that? How bizarre. And she takes Harvey to the club as well. Oh, come on. Seriously, she takes him to the club. Really? Yes. And apparently, Phil and Gary help look after him, because he likes bright lights and stuff like that. I mean, to be well, honest with you, she's more balmy than I thought she was. Uh, in, this, in this particular article, she's saying
2: that, uh, I don't want my children to be famous. I only put one in my next television show. That's poor old Harvey. She only putting him in the television show because he doesn't really know what's going on. Apparently, well, of course what, he the, knows what's going the on. The little boy. Daddy um, will tell him. <laughs> the little boy, junior, isn't it? Uh, he came home from school the other day and said, Mummy, I am famous. Everyone at school thinks I'm famous. And she said, that's it, they're not going to the programme. Bit late, love,
0: really, yes, isn't she's it? she's put him in every show up until now. She's done photo <laughs> shoots. In yes. fact, she's apparently in talks with OK to te- for a million pounds to tell the story of her and Alex Reid, which is r- splitting, which is rather a shame because she's already... She obviously was quite drunk in the club and she's a, she's a bit <clears throat> vulgar when she's drunk. She says that Pete is still in love with me. I don't think he is love. I don't think anybody's in love with you, except perhaps yourself and a few hanger-oners. And she says she's still having sex with Alex. They're still
2: sleeping together. They're
0: still sleeping together. And you think, yes. but wait a minute, so all this baloney about kicking him out and all this kind of... It's just rubbish, isn't it, because you're sad and lonely. And you're having to sit in a marquee with a lot of people who don't really want to be with you because you're vulgar. I don't really know who cheap. you are the first I don't know place. who you are at all. Exactly. Well, well I mean, I'd love to see the, the, the A-list of people there. They've all paid to be to this party. Yeah.
2: To be at the party. It's interesting, though, because Victoria Beckham <clears throat> normally goes, because she's good pals with Elton John.
0: Yes. She won't be going to this
2: one. I don't think she'll be going to this one. I don't think so. Because apparently they were booked on the same plane the other day, <laughs> Victoria. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't think so. I'll change yeah. to Air New Zealand. But that those remarks oh. that she made... Yeah. Oh, those the remarks she made, according to the Evening Standard last night, that you just said, you know, said, oh, yes, I am still sleeping with, um, Alex. Every other word had an F in front of yes, it. Yes, I know. Her in language is
0: quite... It's quite, quite vile. quite outrageous. It is, really, especially when you think that... Uh, they were saying the other day they had, uh, an expert on in the papers when they were talking about this toing and fro of the kids. One minute you're in... Pete's house, and then Mm. he put on his television show. Then Pete's got you with Ellen, his new girlfriend. And then she's with Alex, and then these other hanger-oners who turn up at the house and all the rest of it. And they said that this is going to have a dire effect on the children. You know, far from being positive, this is really bad news for these children who now have grown up with television cameras all around them all the Mm. time. And unfortunately, the kids of of Hollywood celebrities... I mean, I wouldn't even class Jordan as a celebrity. You know, she's well-known. But, you know, she hasn't got the faintest idea about anything at all. She just sees it as making money, but she's the most miserable person I've ever met. I mean, the children are growing up in that world. Do you remember that film with Jim Carrey, where he grew up, his entire life
2: was on the set? of fil- Truman Show. Truman Show. Yeah. Same sort of thing, really, isn't it? Mm. If you know, everything you do, oh, we're going to school now, oh, mummy, there's a cameraman in the car, oh, yeah, well, that's mummy working.
0: But now you've got Frank Lampard, driving a bit too fast, I believe, the other day, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he said to Ellen Revis, Mm. this little miniature cocktail waitress, pretend model kind of thing, I don't want my, my children appearing on a reality show. Quite right, too. And I'm thinking, what ghastly lives these people have. You know, when it all finishes for poor old Pete... Dreadful old Kerry Katona, is now telling you the real truth. Oh, go away and bury red in the sand, well, you're boring The real truth about dancing on ice? No, the real truth about everything. Ever- She's just being really honest this time. Why don't you just oh, go please. home, dear? Stay home and don't ever show your face in public again. You're a boring old bag. Take Jordan, take Peter Andre, take Ellen Rivas, take Chantel, take any of those <laughs> dreary old people who appear in the magazines all the time. Take half of the cast of The Only Way Is Essex, because it bloody well isn't, and just go and drown yourselves, because it's just awful... These people are in the papers every day. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know which
2: half they're leaving behind yeah. from The Only Way is Essex. Nana, perhaps. She can't do long-distance travel. Who? Nana. No. From The Only Way is Essex.
0: Well, the funny thing is, I, I understood from the papers that um, Mark Wright, a sad little creature at the best of times, uh, owned this club that they always talk about in Essex. No, he doesn't. He works there, doesn't he? He works there. He's mm. just paid as a little promoter, so he won't have diddly-squats. He'll have no money whatsoever. He'll be another one of these vacuous little people who stand outside going, hello, darling, on want a guest list? Want to be on the guest list? I love you. Want to be in the get- <laughs> want to come back to my flat? Well, yeah, not really my, my flat. Pad. My pa- pad. Have you seen it? Yeah, what a naff wise. place. It's all sad, and he sits down with his nana, who obviously cooks for him. What a little mummy's boy he is. Uh, Jeremy, absolutely. Loads. Loads. I, I can't begin to tell you. Loads. Really is. Loads. Which is, which is really good. I hope we're talking about money here. Yeah, money. <laughs> Quarter to six is the time. News headlines. Britain and America have agreed to coordinate possible multilateral measures against Libya. David Cameron and Barack Obama have spoken on the phone about how to stop Colonel Gaddafi's bloody crackdown on anti-government protesters. The number of people confirmed dead in the Christchurch earthquake has risen to 113, with over 200 still missing. Two Britons are among the victims, and dozens of foreign language students are believed to have died when the Canterbury Television Building collapsed. And a hip-hop musical based on the rise and fall of Nick Clegg is being staged later this year. The show, which has the working title Nicked, features, or Nicked, David Cameron in a wrap-off with his backbenchers. The show opens in April what sure I could say after that. Apart from here's the travel with J. Louise.
2: Thank you, Steve. Good morning. Well, the southbound A12
0: now. Thank you, Petrie, very much indeed. Morning, London. I'm Steve Allen. It's early breakfast. I'm going to name Britain's benefit fraudsters in a moment. I'm sorry about that. I'm going to have to do it because it's the kind of thing that uh, makes me very angry. But the other story also, which made me angry, John, mm-hmm. is they were talking about. The people confirmed dead in the Christchurch earthquake. Mm. And one lady who died when the Canterbury television building collapsed was one of their news presenters. Yeah. And all the papers were full of pictures of her children who were waiting outside, and they're being filmed, and they're praying that their mum's okay. when a policeman comes over and kneels down and goes, I'm sorry, I've got some really bad news, that she she died. Um, What was worse, while they were there, being interviewed on television... Can't even use the word anyway. Let's just call them a pair of toe rags, burgled their house. So this dead woman's house was burgled by these toe rags while the children are there sobbing their hearts out on television. I mean, it's just... Just you know, you just you can't, you can't get any lower, can no. you?
2: I mean, even so, they are they're, they're arresting people in uh, Christchurch for looting. Isn't it disgusting? People, there's all this disaster it. around. People yes. are dying. They still haven't got all the people out from that television thing. No, the the uh, the cathedral. They think there's still quite a few people in there, and yet here people are still going. Oh, you know what? Let's go and lick that telly out that shop window. It's just appalling, really. <laughs>
0: <Sorry>? <laughs> it is oh, it, it, dreadful. It just. I just but I've seen it before in other countries but I can understand when they're poor yes, people lose. Absolutely. But, uh, and, and but it, not it, in a c- country like New Zealand which is quite a, a well-off country. Well my my auntie Ivy well I thought yes I thought there was low crime rate but I suppose there's crime everywhere. My auntie Ivy who sadly is not with us uh, anymore uh, when she was burying her her son Martin who was my cousin because he got um, Throat cancer Mm. at a very early age, and uh, you know, possibly the best looking cousin I think we've ever had. You know, I kind of wasn't that good looking. Anyway, and at at his funeral, we all went to the funeral. While they were at his funeral, she got burgled and they took all her jewelry. Oh, it's disgraceful. While she's out there, I mean, it it was just the most heartbreaking thing, as as if burying a child wasn't bad enough to come back and discover. And she was one of these people, I know it seems daft, but she kept a lot of her jewelry, sent it in the ice box. In the, freezer. in the freezer a lot of people keep it in the yeah. freezer
2: it's like keeping your money under your mattress but when you get it? to
0: a certain age you've you've accumulated a lot of a lot of jewelry and it's got sentimental value yeah ridiculous isn't it anyway uh, lady oriel bowden and graham young she's a benefit fraudster you'd no? have thought a titled lady would not be but she's a thieving old bag at the mm. age of 70 she fiddled to the tune of ninety-three thousand pounds she lied her way through everything um, she claimed to be renting a room in her Berkshire home to tenant Graham Young. When challenged, she claimed the pair shared a bed to keep warm, but they found they had another property in West London. They were found guilty, Young on 11 counts of dishonestly failing to declare a change in circumstances, and her on money laundering and dishonestly retaining a wrongful credit. She got three months in jail, and he got a year. I'd have left her in there to rot forever. Is that all, all she got? Three, three months? She got, oh, there's people here. A <clears> woman <throat> from Hamilton in South Lanarkshire, lied that she was jobless, claimed 104000 It's so simple to claim now. Is it? Because there's so many, um, fraudsters working inside the benefit office. I've never been I've never claimed for I've a penny my a penny in a life. life. No, I've never done it either. I'm, I'm too honest. I think when I first started work,
2: uh, I went... S- I was sick for about three weeks with a, with a, a problem that I had. And, uh, I... I did apply for, um... What was it called it was in those days? It used to be called National Assistance or something like that. Like I'm not as old as you, <laughs> I've got no
0: idea what it was called in those days. <laughs>
2: it was in the same time <laughs> yeah. that they used to send uh, people to prison for stealing knickers off the line for five years that you were talking about earlier. Stealing knickers off the well, line? Well, stealing a shirts, the conversation? Stealing a Did shirt. They? Oh, right. They oh. went to prison, you said, for five years. Yeah, Well, I don't think I ever got that sick pay. I think I just struggled through.
0: I never claimed unemployment benefit in my life. I've never received any assistance. I've struggled. I've I've been to the state where I've opened up the cupboard and there's been nothing in it apart from some old spaghetti.
2: A little mouse eating the cheese, the last bit of cheese. I'd have
0: eaten the mouse (laughs) if there'd been a mouse in there. I mean, I got to the stage where I couldn't open the door to the milkman because on on a Friday I'd say, oh, can I have... um, a packet of bacon, some bread and some butter. i had have some orange juice as well. And mm. they would give it to you. And then the next day, they'd, or the next Friday, they'd come knocking on your door for the money. I used to hide. Because <laughs> didn't have the I moment. didn't have the money. I didn't have the money. And I remember having
2: to go through coat pockets and trouser pockets to get find my bus fare. I used to go down to the go back, back of the settee.
0: Yeah, and you do always find something. And though, you count you out your two peas. You think, can I afford a por- I can just about get a portion of chips. Mm, was that pie. desperate. Yeah, I've it been was, like that. It's, you know, we've all been there, unless you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. There's a lovely um, item at the front of the paper today. This is after it was revealed uh, that some of the models at London Fashion Week masquerading mm. as women are, in fact, men. Good. They're, they're, they're really? tradies. Oh, yes, there's a very famous one. Oh, there was the famous one. She used to come to the roof garden. She was in a James Bond film. But this is a stunning boy with long blonde hair, Mm. and he's absolutely beautiful. But in the front, but in the sun today, they've printed a load of pictures. Admittedly, one of them is David Walliams, (laughs) and they've said, "I tell you what. Why don't you start and try this fun quiz on gender? Can you spot the real women because there are some in here from the trannies, and that's just some of them." Now the that's one you're looking at at the top That's very difficult to tell. We love you. Well I'll bones. tell you now she is a Tranny.
2: A Tranny, yeah. She's a Tranny.
0: But that's I defy anybody to say it's 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 it very isn't familiar, a woman. actually. i <laughs> serious. There used to be a very famous one who um, had a sex change at an early age and went on to be a, a Bond girl. Yes, I met Tula. I think Tula, her name was yes. Tula. I interviewed Tula. But when you see her, she photographs beautifully, but when you saw her close up, mm. if you knew what to look for, you could probably tell... Adam's apple. Adam's apple. And they
2: can't do the hands. What do you mean they can't do hands? The hands always look slightly masculine. Oh, right. Unless you've got thin, you know, female-type hands. But, of course, the most favourite... favourite you have one, a woman's hand. A woman? The hand <laughs> of a woman. But don't you remember April Ashley? Yes, very and well. I met yes. April several times. Yes. Uh, and she had all her surgery done in Morocco. Really? Because there was a big clinic there, and you used to go... Off. And, I mean, that was in the in the late 50s, early 60s... Yes, yes. ...she had a sex change. Yes. Very beautiful. Again, you can't
0: change the voice. I interviewed Julia it Grant. Is. Julia Grant was the first person to have a, uh, a television programme made about her. And Julia Grant was a DJ. She used to be called George Grant. I know who you mean. And the programme was called George to Julia. Yes. And uh, she found a Moroccan, because apparently they're a bit easier to sort of swing mm. that way anyway. And, uh, anyway, and it followed her all the way through... Until the operation, and then after the operation. Yep. And then she came home. Well, you could imagine, she lived in East End of London. And I interviewed her because a book came out. Mm. And it was quite groundbreaking radio. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have done things like that ten years before, talked to sex changes about, you know, the programme. Anyway, she got nothing but trouble. People poured petrol through a letterbox. Mm. Ever, you know, I mean, really stupid people. Really stupid people. And I'll tell you something
2: about her. She, when he, when he, she, when he was George... used to be a DJ at a club in Wardour Street called Scandals. Yes. And the boyfriend was the man on the door. Yeah. And that's how they met. And Those bouncers, they're so easy to pull, you know.
0: They really weren't... Hello, darling. He was very
2: likeable, actually. He was a nice man. Yeah big, burly man. Yeah. But I wonder what ever happened to them. She as was actually she quite was... a big, burly woman, if I to remember. She was a big woman. She was quite big, Yeah, yes. she wasn't a slim sort of yes. model type. But you
0: but... can't just go and have operations. Some people go and have them, but in fact, if, if the NHS are doing it, and they do them at Charing Cross Hospital mm. in Hammersmith uh, on the 13th floor, and, because uh, my auntie Enid wandered through one time, <laughs> I said, listen, don't, just keep moving, they're stock-taking. Keep going, keep going. And, <laughs> and um, everyone knows you've been on the waiting list for years. <laughs> ages. But apparently you have to live as a woman for two years you before do. they will attempt to do anything. Yeah. And frankly, coming in here every day, it just isn't feasible. It's not. Possible, I just don't have the time.
2: Well, you haven't got enough fake fur anyway. <laughs>
0: no. Well, I tell you, I have. Um, Bob in Bolton said Pandora is a very pleasant mid-range costume jewellery bra- brand. Well, it's obviously got to be worth about a pound, I think, for them to give it away on these things. Fancy you knowing that, Bob in Bolton. Uh, Darren in Blackpool says, "I hear you're seventy next week. I hear you're not going to get any more benefits in Blackpool." Okay. <laughs> uh, today would have been George Harrison's birthday. There you go. Jim listens to the show every weekday. And uh, loves it. And Steve, great show as always, says Maria. Why are Vicky Beckham and Katie Price going to the Oscar parties? Well, Vicky Beckham isn't going to the Oscar party. Well,
2: she's in London doing, doing Fashion
0: yeah, Week. Yeah, she's isn't doing she? Fashion Week over mm. here. Part Although she has actually just gone back over to America. Oh, is she? She's probably hoping that one of her designs is going to be picked by. Uh, by Katie for the wedding, you know? Do you think so? No. Uh, <laughs> no, I think she'll pick something gorgeous and flowing.
2: Who, for the walk up the aisle? Yes. Well, yes, not one of uh, yeah. Victoria's wonderful creations. I really yes, like I mean, you don't dresses.
0: Want, Yes, I mean, I, some, I, you don't want anything thin. You want something that looks big, floaty and glamorous, because mm. she is floaty and glamorous. Because I remember be- when, when Sarah... Ferguson got married, and I, I remember looking at her thinking, do you know, I can see you in something long and flowing. The Thames sprung to mind straight away, but, uh, <laughs> but she did look beautiful, and then she opened her mouth and kind of ruined it, didn't she? And she turned out to be a whole was
2: <laughs> And her hair was Titian, not red. Yeah, she
0: was Titian. Titian. Suddenly. I loved that hair. So I can't wait to see what they're going to do, because I thought Camilla looked great. I thought the dress she wore for the wedding was really, really good. I might wear something similar tomorrow. All pay more Morning, everybody. I'm Steve Allen. It's nine minutes past six. It's Friday. Payday for many people. We love payday. Love payday. Yeah, we like payday, actually. And um, uh, Kieran says, I loved your impression <laughs> of Prince Charles discussing the Will Stag do the other day. I know, it's, it's one of the very few impressions that is almost uncanny, I think. I'm not known as being an impressionist. In fact, I'm not actually known as being anything at all. You do a good Northern Irish accent hi How you, How are you? How are you? <laughs> how's your man <laughs> <laughs> i no, do not, i do like
2: that not as well as kate sung the uh, welsh national anthem though she did you know honestly i thought <laughs> she was brilliant and did you see the way she handled that bottle of champagne yeah you see, i like the way william said i'm doing this bit you're gonna do that yeah like you know this is what i happening think they get, listen,
0: they've been going out for eight years yeah
2: they're so relaxed with each other yeah they,
0: they've been living together for <gasps> quite a long time shocking i know i hope they're separate bedrooms i hope them uh, but the funny thing is that uh, his his mummy's never met her mummy not yet. But they're going out eight years. Because his mum, unfortunately, is. Oh, sorry, is not dead. His, his mum. His, his, his nan. His, 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 his nan. Nanny. Yeah. Nanny Windsor. N- never met the family. They're not, they're not going to meet. I think they might meet once beforehand. Is that, yeah. is, is that protocol, or is yes. that just the fact they don't like meeting people? Excepting, uh, of course, that when
2: uh, Sarah married Andrew, mm. the Queen knew her father very, very well, didn't yes. she? Yes. He didn't That's need said to a look lot after of massage parlours. They also
0: knew her father very <laughs> well, indeed. Uh, Noreen says, try and have a restful Friday. No chance today. No chance. we have got to, go to work today. Yeah, I'm, well, you have. Uh, I've got to go. Th- yeah. Oh, okay. I'm in at one. Uh, morning, Stephen. John says, Noreen. Hope you're well and all set for Saturday. Certainly am. Uh, I might have a special shave just to celebrate the fact. I think. <laughs> I
2: suppose you bring four changes of outfits or five.
0: Oh no! Don't don't confuse me. It's bad enough as it is. She says. Uh, I mean, she hasn't decided. She's, she's gonna be held tonight. What's she gonna wear? She's, no idea. No, she hasn't, she hasn't decided yet. That's the thing. I mean, she doesn't know whether to bring an extra outfit for the second show. She oh, yes, I same think out- should, definitely. Oh, she be, oh, she's going oh, same outfit. Oh, no, you've got to change. Oh, it's two different audiences. Well, well different I shall tell them. I qu- shall tell people she's wearing the same clothes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but she's, you don't tell them that she was wearing them on this programme as well
0: yesterday. <laughs> well, it's, but the trouble is, it is quite exciting. When you've got a lot of people there and you're sort of putting oh, an outfit is. on, you know, it's mm. it's, it's nice. I obviously take no care in my appearance whatsoever. Anyway, she, she says, so we're going to have our minds read. Mmm. Oh, really? you'll love it. You'll love it. I'd love to have my mind read. Yes.
2: Looking forward to seeing though.
0: everybody old and new friends and Christo. Uh, now, John Maloney... Mm-hmm. John, He's another. How are you? Oh, right. How he was the you? first Irish comedian I ever... His, his mum used to listen to LBC all the time, and John Maloney used to come in all the time on the programme, and uh, then he's popped up on television loads of times. But anyway, he has been catching the show a lot in the mornings. He said, just thought you might like to know, I'm doing my solo show uh, from Edinburgh 2010 at the Leicester Square Theatre from the 15th to the 19th of March, which takes in, of course, John, St. Patrick's Day, Dead which is indeed. my birthday. Yes. My birthday,
2: very exciting indeed. My departure day.
0: And um, it's called Butterflies with Stretch Marks. He starts at 730 <laughs> And he said, but great to catch up. He said, I'm actually in the Turk's head on the 5th of March as well. He's a busy boy, is John Maloney. So if you want to catch him, he's a a very, very nice Mm. lad. Very, very nice lad. And uh, we like him a lot. So he's at the Leicester Square Theatre. Had I ever heard of a a broadcaster called Calder John? And the answer is, I hadn't. Don wrote to me from the Isle of Wight. And I've never heard of him. And he's just started doing a show on, I don't know, it's probably the ones that, one of the ones that Global owned. We seem to own everything, so perhaps we own that one as well. But uh, he, his his CV says, I've always been an avid radio listener, having spent most of my nights as a teenager listening to late-night radio in London. Well, that must have been us. Mm. Because you wouldn't be actually listening to, to anything else in London. Everybody in London listened to late-night radio. And he says... This is where I couldn't identify who who the people were. In 2000, quite by chance, I became involved in a show on national radio. For two years, I sat in on the show each and every night, as quiet as a mouse, petrified of being heard by the masses. So I don't know what he was doing there. My time came when we moved the show to London's main commercial station, and I was reluctantly cajoled into uttering my first few words over the airwaves. From that point on, I got the bug. TV beckoned to my friend and on-air cohort five years ago, and he went on to become the king of daytime television. Who was the king of daytime television?
2: What well, was it used to be Dale? Supermarket Sweep. All
0: right. Yeah.
2: So he was—he was certainly the king. No, of he says
0: content. I spent the last five years acting as his PA and writing on his behalf. I well, that wouldn't be sad. Dale. Who's the king of date? Oh, I got confused by that one, Don. So, if anybody knows who this person is, call it. Do let me know because I'm—I'm completely at, a, <laughs> at a, a limb on that one. I'm very, afraid. very strange. Uh, I must say, uh, get well soon to Elaine from Billericay. She's had an operation. Mm-hm. Mm-hmm. Wanted to see you tomorrow evening, but alas, cannot. But she listens to the show daily, mm-hmm. like me. Says Carol and all the graphics team uh, down there at uh, Mondrian. Hmm?
2: Mondrian, that Mondrian. sounds very, posh, sounds doesn't very it? posh,
0: doesn't it? My aunt, my mum
2: actually had a cataract operation on Tuesday, oh. in and out in a day. Yes, but, it's very quick now. But oh, it looks awful. Does it? Oh, she looks like Frankenstein.
0: We were talking. I was talking to somebody the other day. Who was I talking to about it? Was it Ashley? Was it Stephen? I can't remember. Anyway, it was somebody who was talking about having laser eye surgery. Mm. And, oh no, it wasn't them actually, I was talking to them, something something completely different. But, um, laser eye surgery, and I said, I, I wouldn't want it, I like wearing glasses, and I'd be too worried if something went wrong, and then, and then you were blinded. Does that happen though? I, well, I don't, I'm, I'm too worried to risk it. You're shining a laser in somebody's eye, I'm not sure about it, it I'm sure it's very safe, yeah, but... Apparently it doesn't
2: always work either, does it? Sometimes they correct it, and then it, you, you have to wait, you still have to
0: wear your glasses afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. Until her, her friend had to go back to wearing glasses because it didn't yeah. work for her. Yeah, it's not for another friend. I think. It worked, but it's not cheap. It's not. You know when they say three hundred ninety-five an eye, it turns out not to be that. Some people have spent thousands. I think I thought it was about twelve hundred pounds an eye. You see, I'd rather buy a pair of glasses. I think glasses are sexy. Yes. Four hundred an eye. Her friend spent four hundred. Oh, it's not bad. Four hundred.
2: Yeah. Do you just go to local chemist now and have it done?
0: Oh, well, don't think so. No, no. It's <laughs> got to be done. Da- boots do it, well, that's but a in, list. Their, in their bigger branches. <laughs> So, you sit in a booth and then well, you what go. Who's good's home. the chemist to go to do this in Twickenham? <laughs> look, but Mr. Sharp could be operating. Far <laughs> too service. busy
2: counting your prescriptions oh, to do yeah, like laser surgery forever. as well.
0: does take forever. Nick, uh, this morning, after the news at <clears throat> seven, Yasmin Alibi Brown, British journalist and author, regular columnist for the Independent, will be looking through the papers. They're talking about the uh, Oscar look ahead, which will be interesting, and also the school who've banned leather footballs because of health and safety fears. <sighs> I mean, have you ever heard of anything so daft and you're in touch? You know, we, we're getting worse and worse. A bunch of mamby-pamby little prigs we are. We've turned into just this ridiculous country. But he really laughs at us, and I don't like it. Quarter past six.
2: On behalf of all of us at British Midland International, I'm truly sorry.
0: From seven. Morning, everybody. 6.20 is uh, the time. It's <coughs> Steve Allen's early breakfast. John Warrington's here as good well. Good morning. Uh, so I, I love the idea that the, uh, the school of banning the leather footballs, which is good. Gordon says... Uh, you mentioned the the Christmas uh, flashing hats that we all wore a few years ago. Mm. We've still got ours, and they're very popular at christenings, bar mitzvahs, <laughs> and gypsy weddings. Do you know, it looked really good. Oh, it did, that day. There well, was a whole good. sea of them, wasn't there? It was yes. brilliant. Yes, says- yes. You mentioned on Thursday that you know many people who dress up as gnomes. Well, I want to clarify that. I've interviewed a few people who dress up as gnomes. And he says, oh, well, he says, each to his own. But we wonder if in the delightful Amanda's case, who we look forward to seeing on Saturday, is this a case of a gnome dressing up as a person? (laughs) Well, I think that's absolutely outrageous. Very familiar. She'll be suing. She'll be suing. She struggles to hold the barrel of sweets. Now,
2: you're you're (laughs) always on about how many people you see when you come in here a morning uh, through Leicester Square.
0: Well, actually, yes, you do, yes.
2: You know, it's very busy. Chock a block.
0: Last Saturday,
2: I did a very rare thing, and I met a group of friends who came from all over the country. A couple of them were from, uh, how are you, Land? Two of them came down from Belfast. John doesn't do an Irish accent. I don't.
0: No. (laughs) Do you want to try that again? How are you? You see, it just doesn't sound right, does does it? It's just ludicrous. It's too deep, the voice. Can you do Prince Charles? Oh, no. No, right, I couldn't. So you can't, can you? <laughs> I could probably do
2: Sarah Ferguson. Yes, yeah, you could <laughs> probably do a better Sarah, for, all right? <laughs> so anyway, I, I went out. And I went to that place over there, Oxygen. It's out, as we come out of this building, Yes, it, it's there. Oh, yeah, it's I know, club. yes,
0: yes, it is a club. It's a club, I've and we were, in it. we
2: were on the guest list. It's extreme, It was very nice, actually. But we were upstairs in the quiet section. Oh, I wasn't dancing downstairs at my age, was I? No, not really. And no, I was no. out with a group of Irish people, and my God, can they drink? Really? I mean, the bar came to us. they were spending so much money. Oh wow! They really were. But anyway, I was upstairs and I discovered these. What? This is great radio.
0: This is great radio. You have to explain
2: but what they are. This what is, is it? called. I really like. It's, everybody knows that I smoke. Yeah. On occasion, yeah. And it's called vapor stick.
0: Oh, I know. Oh, we just we interviewed June Brown. You've just discovered a vapor but stick. But I've never used one before. Yes, it's it's electronic. Yeah. yeah. And it gives you, yeah, vapour. Yeah.
2: I think it's the most wonderful thing.
0: They still don't let you use them in bars. They did. I smoked it all night. Oh, really? Yeah. I sat there
2: in that bar. And then people were coming up to me going, excuse me, what is that? Yeah. And, I, and they were all going, because the end gl- yours is
0: unusual. In fact, it glows blue. It glows blue. They, they normally glow red.
2: And so I sent off. This girl, let me that. Yeah. For how this, much? to
0: £30? It was actually,
2: the kit was £44.99. That's <sighs> a lot of money. it isn't a lot of it money. It is, you can get them cheaper. A packet of cigarettes is £8, nearly. Good Lord. Well, for one know. packet of cigarettes. Yeah. Now, it does give you all the same feeling. It yeah. gives you the throat. You can feel... We did June Brown a year ago. She sat in the studio with us. And did she smoke it? Two years ago. So I could sm- use it here in the studio.
0: Yeah, well, because it's what it is. <clears> it's, um... It's, it's, uh... It's got a battery in it. Yes. It? You've got a charge. It's, it's got air, air vapour, isn't it? It's air vapour, isn't it? Yeah, what it's what fantastic. It? Yeah. Look at the lovely little kit you get. Yeah. So you should do for 40-something pounds. Yeah, but no, but that lasts for months smoking. and months
2: and months and months. Well,
0: you hope so. Yes, they advertise me in all the papers.
2: It's very, very Maybe good. you've only just cottoned onto it. Well, I've only ever really just realised, you know, in the last couple of weeks yeah. that... Does it make I you actually... feel better, then? Yeah, I, I like it. It didn't oh. make me want to go out. I didn't even think about going out for a cigarette. And you know, Of course, out... you wouldn't because you were standing in there smoking that one. Yeah, but it's not a real cigarette, but
0: it feels no. like and looks like one. Yes. And I was very, very interested. Looks to me like it. a pencil with somebody colouring in one end of it. You like it, don't you? Yeah. I love it.
2: I'm smoking on air. You well, see, I'm it's, not really smoking. It's, it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it is sad, and smoking is sad. And I am quite an anti smoking smoker. Yeah. Because I don't like people See, smoking See, I'm not.
0: I'm not anti-smoking at all. Well, you quite, you You quite. don't mind it at all. It doesn't you bother me, smoke. no. Oh, I used to smoke 60 a day.
2: I don't know how you find time to smoke no, 60 No, to be honest with you, I don't
0: know how I found time to smoke. But actually, it's quite easy to smoke 60 a day. Why? John Wayne used to smoke 100, 150 a day. But I don't understand how... He, of course, get is dead him. now, but <laughs> <laughs> he did yes. live quite a long while.
2: and you're gradually getting closer to it. I'm catching up,
0: believe you me. But this, do you really think it does help? It's funny, isn't it? It's so addictive smoking, it's impossible for for people, unless you're really strong-willed. You gave up really well. Yeah, but then yeah. I became ill. <laughs> <laughs> that was the stupid thing. They were all saying, "If you keep smoking, you'll be ill." So I stopped smoking. <laughs> became more ill. I became than more you were ill before. through no, not smoking. But with your heart thing, you have to stop smoking, and so should I oh, because absolutely. of my age. Yes, yeah. well, everything's changing. Strange enough, of my the other age. week we spoke to Marianne, faithful, and she still smokes. Mm. And and I said, "I said you still smoke." She said, "Yes." Yeah. She said, "I realise at some point I'm going to have to give up, but at the moment," she said, "it's not the time."
2: No, no. you know when the time is right, don't you? Yes. Obama's given
0: up again, hasn't he? Yeah. He smokes quite He makes quite such a lot. big deal now. We talked to Paul Daniels, who's going to be our guest on In Conversation this week. And, uh, and when he finally took his toupee off, mm. it made the front page of the newspapers. Because, and he'd sold it on eBay only a short while ago. Somebody bought his toupee. Yeah. I'd, I'd have bought Frankie Howard's toupee. Yes. I'd have bought that. And it's funny, people who wear toupees just, for some reason, don't think that we think it's a toupee. Whereas we do think it's a toupee. Bruce Forsyth, it's a toupee. And Terry Wogan, isn't it? Terry Wogan, I think Terry Wogan's is a weave or something, isn't, isn't it? I thought he had one for every day of the I'm week. I'm told he has different. The, the, yeah. the standing joke. No, this is the standing joke in the business. Yes, that his, 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 his makeup. Well, we don't know. It's a joke. He might be wearing three different ones. I don't know. But uh, he, he's apparently got one which is a little bit longer than the one the day before. And so when somebody says, Oh, you need a haircut. He'll go, do you think so? And he goes, "What's well, the shorter one on. everyone knows that story, yeah. because I've
2: heard that for... It's, it's been, been done for do the that. last 20 years yes. in the business. Yes, Whether it's, But he probably not. looks
0: quite good without it. He's a good-looking man, Terry. Is he? Oh, never yeah. actually thought that. What should you consider? <laughs> He's doing a programme on Ireland at the moment. What else, if you're Irish? let a programme on Ireland. I'd have been happier if he did Mozambique, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to walking around there. Now, the University of St Andrews, where William and Kate met, good Lord, have created a scholarship... As a wedding present to the couple, what's the best or the worst wedding present that you've either given or received? I'm I'm generally quite good with giving wedding presents, because people then say, this is what I want. You know, there's no point in buying something uh, that they don't need. So what's the best or the worst wedding present that you've given or received? 84850, or tweet me on LBC973. University of St Andrews, where William and Kate met, have created a scholarship as a wedding present to the couple, how imaginative! What's the best or the worst wedding present that you've given or received? Eight four eight five zero, or LBC nine seven three. Do let us know. There's bound to be some howlers coming up here. For some reason, it used to be years ago toasters, toasters, or and then people have got three toasters. Mm. Remember but that woman in Bournemouth who was convicted? She walked into a wedding reception at a hotel, picked up the wedding presents, and walked out. <laughs> I think that's she quite nicked funny. the wedding presents. I think that's very because funny. they have them all arranged. Why do people mm. arrange the wedding presents? Well now they don't do that so much, do they? Because most people live together; they've got everything. And also, as well, people give out lists. Yeah. And so with your, our with wedding your... list is with John Lewis. Yes. Here is the number. Betsy and Ian are getting married. Go to John Lewis, and you discover they're asking for a five hundred pound tablecloth, or something. Or
2: a washing machine, or a wash.
0: Exactly. No
2: chance. In fact, I've seen washing machines and refrigerators and all sorts of things. And someone. Yeah, but you shoplift. I mean, that's <laughs> the difference, isn't them it? For you
0: someone, to... I bought.
2: I bought televisions for people. I know you have. Yeah, but look what happened to that relationship.
0: Yes, exactly. Every relationship <laughs> I buy people televisions for, it splits up. So don't ever ask me for a wedding present so, of a television because you'll, you're bound to split up. So don't send anything to Kate and Wills. No. Just I in do, case. Do people... Do, I mean, do you think that ordinary members of the public, and by that I mean all of us at the moment... Do, do people sit there and think? I'll send them a card wishing them all the best. Yes,
2: they oh, will they? get oh. thousands of cards. Really? And in fact, when uh, Charles and Diana got married, there was an exhibition of their presents that they were received from. You know, the King of Saudi Arabia and. Yeah,
0: the, but that's different. You're going to get they? something. You're not going to get a washing machine from him, are you? You're going to get something like a jewel encrusted camel turning what,
2: up. What? Instead of sending him a box, they've given horses before dryer. now. They
0: have given horses. Yes, all sorts of gifts. I believe a Maharaja one, once gave the Queen an elephant. And where is it now? I think it's languishing somewhere it's in a jungle. I don't, think it, I don't think it actually made it over here. But they're going to live together in
2: the same place where they're living now, up in Anglesey, yes. aren't they? Yes, yes. Alone, together, with no servants.
0: Yeah. See, I, I, I quite like that idea, because I've seen some very romantic places, you know, because I'm a fairly romantic person. And uh, and I, I could probably live there for about five seconds because I couldn't live without a local supermarket. There's no point in going down to Wee Mrs. McGregor. And, you know, she's only open Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday up until one o'clock. Steve. And we've only got soup. They're in Wales. Oh, are they? <laughs> Not Aberdeen. Look, see you, box. So <laughs> Dyer's got the little <laughs> that's, shop. Oh, it's Angus. It? <laughs> see, I never did very well at geography. <laughs> anyway, we'll have to take a short break. But uh, the idea that you couldn't. I mean, how we ever survive without supermarkets, I've got no idea. I don't know how people survive without servants. I seem to go to them every. I could probably survive without two of the servants, but I mean, you've got to keep on Mrs. Miggins because, mm. I mean, she just cleans and irons and does what everybody else does. And who's do. going to
2: answer the door if the butler's off sick? Well, it's it impossible. takes me such a
0: long time to walk from the West Wing. <clears throat> I mean, by the time I've walked there, the person's gone away. Short break, we're going to be back in a second, so do tell us the best and the worst presence. Eight 50, LBC 973. 118434, why pay more? 118434, know the score. One one eight. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Steve Allen's early breakfast. Mm. Uh, also at the Palace the other day, Prince Charles pinning a medal on Catherine Zeta-Jones. Unfa- to be honest with you, I didn't think her contribution to film had been that memorable, but she gets it for charity work. Yes, and she does a lot. She doesn't even live here. I know, she's a, but she, I like... She still. They still have a house yes. in Wales. Well, I don't think they... I mean, she, she received the award for services to the film industry. mm hmm Probably a joke there somewhere. She got an I Oscar. Mean, did she? Yes. For what? Chicago.
2: Oh right! Oh. Best supporting actress in Chicago.
0: But so you only and have to get one Oscar.
2: She was pregnant while she was doing that. As well. Oh right!
0: Oh, makes a difference then, doesn't? It? Interesting. I mean, she's still very slim, isn't she? Oh, oh how, she's sickening. She's how she's sickening! sickening! And she's i think she's a good Precisely. actress. I, I like you know, and little little flibbity-jibbit thing. I well, like he is the
2: well. Prince of Wales, and she's very Welsh.
0: Oh, that's a boy! I never thought about that. Does he speak the Welsh? do you think? he does. Does he? Yeah, oh, yes. all right. He taught Kate. Oh, do you think so? (laughs) I I think she did very well. I'm very very pleased about
2: that. In fact, her children, um... Yeah, look, her children, Catherine Seater-Jones' children, Mm. uh, are Dylan and Caris. You can't get more Welsh names than that, can you?
0: No, it is true, actually. actually. Mfanwy's a fairly popular one. (laughs) Mfanwy. (laughs) Mfanwy.
2: Mfanwy Jones.
0: I love that. (laughs) Uh, There's a woman here, a mum of 16 children, uh, £600 a week benefits, says, I get too much. Uh, She's been pregnant every year for the last 12 years. I yes, mean to be honest no. with you, it's quite ridiculous. Uh, she doesn't have half the children with her, and half of them do not even want to see her anymore. What on earth is the point? You ask yourself. What it's a stupid busy. person! Uh, I noticed the richer the guest, Steve. Yeah. This is Richard. The cheaper the gift. A trainee solicitor brought us a great espresso machine. A high court judge chose a salt pot. Well, actually, I have, my parents had a nice salt. So we had a, a, a condiment set. Do you remember years ago people had condiment sets, yeah. and we had little in silver. I wonder where they are. I think my brother must have them. The salt, pepper, and mustard. Yes, the nobody. it's got a little blue inner lining that goes in the mm. thing for the mustard. Oh, to clean not. With a little spoon. Yeah. yeah. It was quite nice. But I never liked mustard. I My mum used musters. to make it with the mustard oh. powder. Oh, oh. Hated Don't I hated it. Like hated mustard. Disgusting. Coleman's French mustard was okay. Oh. That was when I warmed to the French slightly, because it wasn't as strong as the yellow mustard, which would blow your head off. Which is English. See, I never liked Daddy's sauce. I could never do no, Daddy's I sauce. Not, no, I didn't not, do the uh, no. HP fruity one because I thought it was a bit naff. I like tomato sauce. Well, you know do you know I've started going a bit more tomato sauce? Oh, it's very good for so. you, I think. Got lots of
2: sugar. Do you know what's actually. really good for you? Rhubarb. Oh, I love rhubarb. They did a programme on the
0: rhubarb. television yesterday on the Country File, and they were looking at forcing rhubarb—you know—to herd sheep, climb up ladders, <laughs> sure. all sorts of things. And um, and and they bring it on, so they have to pretend that it's it's night time, whereas it's not. It's just darkened sheds, and they bring on the rhubarb. and then they actually did it. They sort of cut it and they had it raw. Mm. Dipping it into sugar, and apparently it's really good for you, rhubarb. And um, years ago, the government had campaigns to make kids eat more rhubarb. They're like, we've now sprouts are the same. Well, you don't need to encourage me to eat sprouts. But rhubarb, I they? like raw rhubarb. Do you? I yeah. like raw potato, and somebody said it's really bad for you. Oh, I don't think that's very good for you. Yes, apparently it's poisonous. Oh, no, well, there no, you go. The, no, that s- actually s- accounts for a lot.
2: Steamed potatoes, but steam them for a while. Peel them nicely, wash them, steam them. 20 minutes, until they go floury, oh, and boring. then just have that, hang on, so with, sorry. A, with a bit of gravy. Oh, my God. Oh, it's lovely. My
0: mum used to boil them, and then, and then, before, um, baking them. Oh, yes, always them. did that. Yes, doing roast potatoes. Didn't put them straight in the oven, they wouldn't Ew. cook. I'd just buy them already done you just put them in the halogen <laughs> ah, no, oven, and they but cook. That, but you haven't got an oven. I Only have an halogen I've got a halogen oven. oven. The cooks same. them beautifully. My wife and I were given, for our wedding, a Ghostbusters book. That's David and Nicola from Canby Island. Quite mad, aren't you? Quite (laughs) mad, I'm afraid. Best Prezi, my husband, 30 years on, still the best. Well, how do you know? Have you road-tested anybody else? (laughs) Well, you never know beforehand. (laughs) Uh, Darren says, I get sick payment. I'm trying to get back to work, it's hard. At least you can afford to use the phone, then, so you're quite lucky, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, but if he's
2: not been well, then he deserves to have someone to help him out if you can't work. Have you been to Blackpool? Have you been to Blackpool? Yes, but once, but I left the same half an hour later, I think. <laughs>
0: exactly. Should,
2: the best thing is the sign
0: saying you're now leaving Blackpool. <laughs> the light, they turn the lights on and I don't like bright lights, you know. I like on, everything on dimmer. Yes, I like things on dimmer anyway, <laughs> actually. Aggie says delaying paying the milkman is just as bad as shoplifting. What? That's not. <laughs> don't be stupid. <laughs> no, <it's not>. <laughs> <laughs> Phil says re-laser eye surgery. If you only afford one eye, would you have to wear a monocle? Do you know, I never understood how people kept monocles in. Yeah, they do, though, don't There was they? a, a programme on the television called the Monocled mutineer or something, and he kept a monocle in. Yeah, they were, it was like... Did you, you, sort of yeah,
2: you just put it in your <laughs> eye and you sort of wink. You must have... One side of your face must have been slightly drawn after yes. wearing it. Strength. And did it do anything? Wasn't it just a magnifying glass? So that then you peered through it?
0: Well, I thought it was... Was it not the same as glasses, only it was moulded to... Why uh, would you have one eye?
2: Yeah... Only one eye. You I don't know,
0: actually. It's like people who wear their glasses at the end of their nose, like I've started. Like doing. you do. Yeah. I learned it from Geoffrey
2: Archer, the only thing I learned from Geoffrey Archer. The school teacher at uh, our school used to, yeah. have. Well, you used to have half moon glasses. Oh, they just look silly. So, no, they don't. Well, he used to sit there and he used to throw the. The um the blackboard rubber at you the chalk you know the chalk yeah. rubber you used to sling it across the classroom very cruel at my school but he used to wear half glasses. Yes, they did
0: throw the rubber across the class. They mm. did, and you go. back, and of course, everybody knew that you'd been naughty because you had all chalk dust yeah. down your back. It's a they uh, did that, and then they went, do. You remember that when they went from doing that to the overhead projectors? and they had the overhead projection they wrote it here and it appeared on the blackboard projection that was yeah. very posh we were very pleased when we got
2: ours we had one uh, we had one teacher who was heaven in my day biology cheeky devil do you think i am i'm
0: 39
2: <laughs> You're 40 nearly 40 you know, nearly to, i know and he used to have a, a billiards cue and if you were at the back of the class, and his lessons were so boring, it might slightly doze off. And he used to get this cube and whack it on the desk and go, are you all right over there? And the whole class would s- suddenly wake up. But oh. he'd slap it over maybe two or three desks.
0: Oh. It's quite violent at my, my school. Yes. Uh, Maxine says, when I got married, once only, never again, I was given a beautifully wrapped vase from a very posh family member. When I filled it with water for the first time, there was dried green slime and twigs in the bottom. <laughs> In other words, if they'd used it before. My mother used to do marvellous things with Oasis. Oh, an Oasis. Know, Oasis? that green stuff that you soaked in water and then did flower. Ar- my yeah. mother could make sort of two twigs look interesting for Christmas. <laughs> I've
2: since learnt. You can still buy an Oasis. They of course you can, yes. yes exactly. You have
0: florist tape that goes round. I used to have a little thing, which was a, a little lady holding a jug. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she was doing. <laughs> anyway, and you used to put the Oasis in the top, and then you'd make a flower arrangement. Yeah. I could never make it like my mother. But they, I think perhaps I should go on a floristry course.
2: They also do those crystal-type things
0: with the silver tops with the holes in it. So you can put all your flowers in it and they stay in a perfect position. I went to the Ideal Home Show once. You know you stand there watching people demonstrating how to burn a frying pan and then just sort of wiping it out because it's non-stick. And we're going to be doing this. And they had a thing once and she was arranging flowers. And you what you bought for your... £5 pounds or £10, pounds, was five little glass jar things, which all interlocked together. Mm. And when she did it, it made it look quite... When I took it home, it looked ridiculous. Because the only thing you could ever put in it were gerberas. Because oh, they yes. covered, and you could put five gerberas. But you had to cut them off seven inch. It was just ridiculous. Because gerberas, you need to wire. You have to put That's wire because right, they go them. limp.
2: Yes. And that you want them gerberas. stiff.
0: You don't want them all
2: all dangly-dangly. I'll tell you who is not limp. is Jane Torville. You've watched Dancing on Ice. Yes. We
0: never mentioned porn. Well, I've I've watched the Ice programme. Whether anybody dances on it remains to be seen. Well, they try to dance. They're They're doing all right. Mm.
2: But it's British Fashion Week this week, and it's been going on, and we're seeing all these zero there. But have you noticed how amazing she looks? Every week, Jane Torvald has been coming onto that programme dressed so impeccably, it just blows your mind. And you can't help but notice last week it was green. With
0: beautiful straps. And it is sensational. Why do they wear evening dresses for a, for a show featuring with some real numpties <laughs> who've got no talent? And they're wearing evening dresses. I mean, Karen Barber. I don't just know what looks, that was. What the heck was she wearing? She's was she that th- black thing. Red- that was coming well, out I of. thought she'd arrived dressed as a Christmas present, <laughs> to be honest with you. And she'd <laughs> gift, ra- gift wrapped herself for Christopher Dean. Although I'm reliably <laughs> informed he's unwrapped her quite a few times.
2: <laughs> Whereas and Jason he, Gardner always looks like he's come out of Mary's Poppet. No, he
0: looks like he's wearing Norman Wisdom's old. No. outfits. He's got uh, a flat cap on, and you <clears throat> do not, unless you're Christo or Greek, wear hats indoors. Or on television. Or on television. If, it's just rude. You wouldn't see a newsreader with
2: a trilby hat like yours reading the news while wearing it, would no. you? You won't be wearing a hat on stage tomorrow. Maybe a top hat.
0: Well, yeah, I might be wearing a top hat. I've <clears> got a number of doves hats. joves coming out of it. Uh, Malcolm says, what about those sad people <laughs> who send expensive wedding presents to characters in soaps? I know. So when people write in to soap characters. It's soap. And they knit things as well, and that's, that's always a bit of a worry. Lynn says, we were given a weekend away as a wedding gift. Nothing wrong with that, but we picked Blackpool. Extremely foolish as our Robin Reliant didn't mix well with the tram lines. <laughs> it's a ghastly place. It really is horrible. Uh, Steve says, Conrad, as I'm already married, could you buy me a 42-inch television with Freeview? Just in case I do split, can you make it a gift just to me? <laughs> Because, every time I buy these people these televisions, I, I, we kind of lose out on it. What happens if you split up, then? We say, now, you decide. Telly... Somebody has the set of saucepans, and they'll go, you have the set of saucepans, I'll have the television. Mm, I think you I know... have the television. Well, exactly, me? that's why. It's always my gift that goes to the other person. Yeah, it's not on. It's not, not on. Uh, Steve, can you uh, wish my daughter-in-law Sarah a happy 50th birthday? It was for yesterday, actually. This is from Olive. Uh, also, granddaughter Laura... It'll be 21 on Thursday, the 3rd of March. Big party for Mum and Daughter, Saturday the 26th. Woo! Jelly and ice cream and everything. Lovely. Everybody's having parties. I'll be having a party tomorrow. Lee John is over at the Leicester Square Theatre. John Maloney's doing it uh, in March. And you're having two parties tomorrow. I'm having two parties tomorrow. And we've got cupcakes and everything. It's so exciting. (laughs)
2: One at three for the children, one at seven for the the grown-ups. Yes, one at seven for
0: the (laughs) grown-ups. Completely different show at seven. There'll be rude words and everything, like bottom and stuff like that. (laughs) Quarter to seven. (laughs) Headlines with Sam Pittis.
1: Nearly 200 British people are still stranded.
0: ...from 10. Thank you, Andrew, very much indeed, who's been to see Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, 13 times, although Bridget has a friend who's seen it 36 times. Goodness Unbe- 30s- oh, Perhaps she Bridget's seen it. I can't remember. Anyway, the University of St Andrews, where William and Kate met, have created a scholarship as a wedding present to the couple. What's the best or the worst wedding present that you've given or received? 84850... Or LBC 973. Do let me know, actually. Uh, Mark's off uh, out and about uh, as uh, he's reclaiming cars this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so marvellous. And on the subject of uh, uh, smoking, uh, Jack says, After 40 years smoking, I've stopped, and it's all thanks to you and electronic cigarettes. I got some after you mentioned them last week, and I haven't smoked a real cigarette since. Good, sick, cool, blimey! I tell you, not only can we put a smile on carers' faces in the morning, but we can actually stop people smoking now. Yeah, isn't that this good? This program—it it should be available in the national health. But you do it have, absolutely should. You do have to want to give up smoking. But it's the same with anything, isn't it? I mean, it, you have <clears throat> to want to give up drinking. You have to want to hmm. cut down on. Pho- Is that my phone? No, no, my phone's not even in there. My phone's in there. It could yeah, be mine. Yeah, it's it could in there. Well you think you're hearing it in here, do you? My gosh, she's completely lost it this morning now. She's now hearing things. I was very professional. I didn't bring <laughs> my telephone into the studio. Exactly. Mine's turned off. But he, he says how long before they either ban electronic cigarettes or tax them as heavily as the real ones? But why? But that would be encouraging people. <gasps> because Did I tell people healthy. about the Did I tell people about how I made the mistake on the Visa card? Did I tell them that? Did I tell them yesterday? Yes, you did. I haven't told the bank yet. You haven't told them bank. that it isn't fraud? That it isn't then fraud. It's I know. Fraud it's, it's their fault for telling me that they thought it was medical supplies. Well, Making me sound is. like I was ordering wheelchairs or something for £80. And sort of, you know, <laughs> or Viagra. Or Viagra, <laughs> yes. Or anything. No, I get that for because I'm a diabetic. <laughs> do you? Yes. God, you must have quite a collection. I do, well, I, to be <laughs> honest with you, of it. I felt quite embarrassed when the doctor <laughs> said to me, some time ago this is, <laughs> uh, and w- w- would you like some Viagra? I looked at the floor. <laughs> I don't know what I was expected to pop up from the floor, I've got no idea. But anyway, whatever it was, I said, uh, um, no, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't really know anything. what to say, do you? Because it's just, it's not something that you bring into everyday conversation. Mm. It's like, you know, uh, anybody like a laxative chocolate today? You know, you just don't bring it up. No, you don't really, do Well, you? I don't, anyway. Now, Amanda <laughs> Platell is talking about this, the male models that they're mm. using at London Fashion Week, who, she says, it's demeaning real women. Why? Well, I don't know why, because to be quite honest, this particular bloke, whose name is, I think, uh, Pegis or something like that, mm. he'd, you wouldn't know. I mean, I promise you, you can look at one of the pictures here in, in a Jean-Paul Gaultier wedding dress, you would have no idea at all. How is it demeaning women? I don't know. I mean, there's a picture in last night's standard, actually, of... You uh, meaning mean real women, she says? Real women. You mean women... That, I thought that uh, women were catwalk. fascinated by this. I mean, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but Danny LaRue always appealed more to women than to men, because they women were it. fascinated. When he was ever on the good old days, it was almost a disappointment when he came out in men's clothing.
2: Yeah, all right, my Yeah, lovelies. people wanted
0: to see him in the, in the glamorous frocks
2: and things. There's a picture, actually, uh, in, in Last Night's Standard, and it shows um, uh, one of the models... Uh, and it's Samantha Cameron is sitting in the audience, and uh, it's very difficult to think. But she is one of those zero tolerance models. Look at how thin that lady looks. I, I, I do think to be skeletal. I'd rather see the the, the, the transvestite do it. Thank you. Someone yes. With a bit of flesh on them. I, we I, want I, our models to eat. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, it's not oh. necessary. All these people walking along the catwalk who are thin, like, just bones, yeah. when people go and say, I would like to buy that dress,
0: they don't look like that, do they? Did you know that whenever you go... I don't know if you've ever been to a, a magazine shoot, ladies and gentlemen, but whenever they do it for the, for the catalogues, you see the, the front picture. If you go around the back of the model, it's all clothes pegs. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, when we had the LBC photo shoot? Mm. I was clothes pegged. Well, theatre clothes it, clothes. Sorry? It's theatre. It's all pinned. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I, I was clothes-pegged. Mm. I said that if you put on weight, they can just, just take a peg out. It. I don't think it was anything to do with the clothes. I just wanted to be clothes-pegged. <laughs> as long as they don't start <laughs> doing your
2: skin on the back of your neck to make your face look better, that's when they pin that. Well,
0: you know, strangely enough, a friend of mine who was a makeup artist uh, for a well-known company used to um, um, used to have these things which they brought out in America. I was going to get her some for a birthday mm. present. And what it is, it's its <laughs> It's two bits of like elastoplast mm. with a bit of string, and you do it under your hair. You mm. stick it there, and then you pull it to the uh, and then you put your hair over the top of it. That's right. Yeah. Well, Betty and Davis it, and all those actresses yes. in Hollywood used to do it, and it and it gives you like a temporary yeah. facelift. Yes, it just sort of pulls yeah. everything back. Because I've been looking in the mirror recently, and I'm not sure if I actually <laughs> need work done. I think we should get those, that immediately for tomorrow. Do you think we should get that the tomorrow. Show I'm, tomorrow? I'm buying that. I bought <clears> this cream which says fills in cracks. Well, quite clearly, there isn't enough cream in the tube to fill in her for my face. Yeah, I know, but you're supposed Bit to buy like a large box of polyfiller, not a small one. I'm very excited about tomorrow. Very you excited are? because, I, well, I I've, I've bought all, all the makeup for it. I've <laughs> got everything. I've got the eye cream. I the else and a spray. For it. There's some spray for that. So it will be good. But uh, one here says we had 13 Pyrex <laughs> casserole dishes as wedding gifts. 46 Ooh. years on, still got two. This is Linda and Patrick. There you go, Linda Patrick. Do you soon? know who uses a Pyrex casserole dish now?
2: Oh, you do, do I you? do. I've still got one. And I love my Pyrex. I've got quite a few, actually. You want one, do you?
0: Pyrex. Oh, you want a Pyrex dish? OK, let's get married. I'll <laughs> buy a <your> Pyrex dish. <laughs> Only you what, joking, Amanda, just don't marry him. A I'll contract. buy you one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, I accept. <laughs> yes, everybody heard it. I was joking. I was joking. Uh, Paul in Dartford says, years ago I bought a concrete gnome and a plastic dustbin for my mate and new wife as a gift. I don't see them anymore. <laughs> What the 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 mate or the wife or, or the, the gnome? Or, or the gnome. <laughs> <laughs> my my daughter says Anne is setting up a home on her own, but doesn't get any help with gifts from her friends. She's given lots of gifts over the year. Do you know? I thought every time you moved into a house, people were, you bought them a housewarming, housewarming. Yeah. present. I'm always buying people housewarming classes. presents, box of matches mainly. About
2: your Oscar nominations, quick, quick, sorry, quick, Oscar nominations. An actress? No, an actor first. Well, I don't know. No Best idea. actor? I don't know. It's got to go to Colin Firth.
0: Does it? I think oh, so. Right. Although they can go Rin either tin way. Tin
2: gets my vote. Best actress has got to be Natalie Portman for Black Swan. Yeah. Um, like we've been to the, this, this route before. The best supporting actor, I'd say, I think it might go to the guy who was in the, a film called The Town. can't remember his name. And the best supporting actress, actress I have no idea who's going to win that. I don't think it will be a Helena Bonham Carter something or other. No. But I think the best film will go to The Social Network.
0: Yeah. Which I haven't seen yet. And you haven't a clue what that is, do you? I don't. (laughs) Finally, Jan says, I, too, am looking forward to seeing you all tomorrow with Noreen. Just for the record, the Queen's was the very first venue you had your show, not Radlet. Uh, You still hold the record for the fastest sellout since the Queen's opened in
2: 1953.
0: (laughs) (gasps) That's amazing. That was... We look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Jan, and everybody else. Dress up for it. Take an umbrella. I think it's going to rain tomorrow morning. She's still deciding next door she doesn't know what to wear. I'm a bit undecided about the whole thing. I don't know what to wear either. It's (laughs) very difficult to decide what to wear. I mean, there's such
2: choice... Yes, I know. I should spend the entire evening planning outfits. Yeah. Do I do a tie? Do I do a bow tie? Oh, don't do a bow tie. That Why? sounds ghastly. Oh, I can't think of anything worse. I might sing Chim Chim Oh,
0: <laughs> dear. Even worse. <laughs> Listen, have yourself a great day. It's going to rain a little bit later on, so take a little umbrella with you, just as I get the car washed for the umpteenth time this week. I'm getting so fed up with it.
2: I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing the car.
0: Yes! As is the rest of London. Yes, the rest of London too. Have a great day. Keep the radio tuned to LBC 97.3. Lots of uh, chance for you to talk today about the... They say it's now going to cost over £100 to fill up your tank with petrol. Nick and the team will be talking about that and many other stories after the news at 7 o'clock. Don't forget to podcast and check out the blog. Before all of that, let's have a check on the uh, business update with Sam Pittis.
1: Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing down three...